You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Jash Kriplani. With interest rates offered by fixed deposits still at higher levels, is it a good time to lock in investments before the central banks start to cut rates? In this latest episode of Why Not Mint Money, I chat with Raj Khosla, founder of mymoneymantra.com to tackle this question. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Raj, welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. It's really great to have you here. Uh, so Raj, we wanted to chat with you about investing in fixed deposits with interest rates as high as they are and possibility of rate cuts. Do you think this is a good time for investors to lock in at these current high rates which are prevailing today? Well, first up, it's uh, such a pleasure to be back with you. And, uh, you know, contrary to normal perception wherein, you know, the viewers think they're they are learning something from listening to us which I presume they are. But honestly, even we learn a lot when we have these conversations. So thanks a lot for you know inviting me. Uh, coming back to your question, uh, in terms of you know uh, what to do you know, in these times. You see, interest rate trends are basically, if you anticipate that interest rates will decrease in the near future, locking in a higher rate now can indeed be beneficial. And this is especially true for fixed income investments like FDs, which where the interest rate is set at the time of investment. But, you know, next up, you know, we do need to figure out the inflation because consider the inflation rate very carefully. If inflation is expected to rise, the real return, which is essentially interest rate minus inflation rate. And I tell you, you know, sometimes even seasoned investors uh, tend to overlook this aspect or do not or don't give this aspect you know the the you know the consideration that is due so basically the fd rate when you make this the fd rate actually may be lower and may not conversely if if inflation is expected to fall your real real return could be higher so and sec and after that is basically to look at the liquidity needs you know fds typically have a lock in period so you do need to ensure that you won't need the invested funds for the duration of the FD term because any premature withdrawal often results in penalties, lower rates of interest. And then, you know, what you had calculated when you had invested in terms of returns, that doesn't come to pass. You actually lose money when you, you know, when you do a premature <coughs> cashback. And at, at all given points in time, you know, you have to you have to align your financial goals with a risk tolerance. And this is of prime importance. And frankly, there isn't a book around this. You know, you really need to, each one is for himself. Basically, align your investment with your financial goals and risk tolerance. You see, FDs are usually low risk and are suitable for conservative investors or those nearing retirement, or at least even if they are, you know, regular investors, then it's that part of the investment which is typically kept as a surefire deal. And lastly, in the question that you asked is the relevant tax considerations. See, also always be the implications of taxation, you know, on our FDs, that is always going to be relevant because the interest earned is taxable and might affect your overall tax liability, especially if the in, if the FDs have been placed for less than five years. And that's important. 
Right. So these are the factors that I would look at. You know, when we are going to assess FDs in a rising interest rate scenario. Right, right, right. But if the tenure is more than five years, the tax efficiency goes up. Yeah, it does indeed. In fact, you know that is something which each one should look at, depending upon his tax bracket. You know, if it's if he's at the highest rate or if he's somewhere in the middle, then how much difference would it make for him or her? Right, right, right. And Raj, today we are seeing you know small finance banks are offering eight to eight and a half percent, and for senior citizens up to nine percent. And BFCs are also offering high interest rates. Regular banks are also offering competitive rates. Uh, so how should an investor decide which FD is suitable for them? You see, with uh, the rates of interest uh, steadily climbing, uh, choosing the right fixed deposit requires the usual balancing of rewards with risk. And also, in and if you're looking at FDs, presumably you are in any case prioritizing safety. So therefore, here are the things to look at. You know, with the, with this backdrop, credit rating. You see, regular banks should be prioritized with top credit ratings for assured protection of your principal, especially for senior citizens because they benefit from their stability and DA DIC GC insurance, which is uh, limited to five lakhs. So agencies like Crisel, Ikra assign ratings to banks NBFCs indicating. Uh, their financial strength, and which is therefore the ability to repay the the fixed deposit. So this rating is actually key, and you must take a very good look at it. Especially, you know, like you mentioned about the small finance banks and NBFCs, that you must take a good look at. So, small finance banks with strong credit ratings sometimes do offer attractive rates. So, but you must research their financial health and reputation before considering them because it does look attractive, especially you know if the rating is high, and the small finance bank is offering a, you know, a relatively high rate of interest. It is an attractive bet, but do your research. It's a good idea to do it, by the way. And on the NBFC side, is really the rates are always the highest, and so is the corresponding risk. So while NBFCs offer the highest rates, their credit risk is always significantly higher. So only invest over there if you're comfortable with the potential of, you know, there will be some instability, and that is right. priced into the market. So if you're comfortable with that, that's the time to go in for, you know, at least put in a small portion of 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 your FD portfolio in 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 the NBFC or pick the right one. Right. And lastly, in the you know according you know, in this thing is, you know, look. Lock into longer tenures with small finance banks or even NBFCs if it aligns with your investment period. Otherwise, you know, for the risk averse, stick to shorter tenures with regular banks. Right, right. And uh, what did you say was the insurance available uh, on FDs? It's five lakhs. You know, in, in any bank account per bank. So I mean, right. if if FD amount is say two crores. It's going to be really difficult, you know, to find, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, forty banks right. with five lakhs deposit, which you say you're going to be covered. So, but as far as possible, try to keep the, you know, the, you know, this in control. Right. I, if you ask me, I think it's a, it's a theoretical possibility for the stronger banks. I mean, if you say that I'm looking, I'm going to place a deposit in either HDFC Bank, ICICI Bank, Access Bank, Kotak Mahindra Bank, yeah. you know. And and I'm checking out if there is if 
you know if there's any risk of default and you know will i be able will i will i require that insurance yeah it's, it's stretching the point yeah theoretical possibility is there right. but it's not really going to happen so might you might want to say okay i'll start putting 25 30 40 50 lakhs in each of these and then space them out knowing right. fully well that insurance covers only 5 lakhs right and this insurance aspect is also relevant for nbfcs and small finance banks both or only regular big banks no no it's a it's a you know it's relevant for all okay okay sure sure and also ara uh, some banks offer what are called as floating rates fds what are the advantages and disadvantages of such kind of fixed deposit see floating rate fds are a type of a deposit where the interest rate fluctuates based on market conditions which is typically you know it could well be the repo rate but market conditions generally speaking so it's so unlike traditional fds that have a fixed uh, rate of interest for the term entire term of the deposit uh, these uh, these rates actually change now there are going to be some advantages disadvantages of the floating rate fds let's talk about the advantages for a bit you know because you do in a rising interest rate scenario you know the return on floating rate fds can increase potentially offering higher returns compared to a fixed rate fd you know which will not account for you know the periodical rise in rates of interest the other advantage is really that they these provide an element of flexibility in a volatile interest rate market because you will align with current market trends and not remain you know essentially in the same spot and they can also be more appealing during times of economic uncertainty or when the interest rates are expected to rise so it is you know it it is something to look at you know but you should be careful that there are some disadvantages disadvantages that come with it the biggest disadvantage is uncertainty in returns if interest rates fall which is you are expecting them to rise but if they fall so will the return on their fd which can be a concern for those depending on this income you know typically some of the senior citizens depend on a fixed income now if contrary to what you expect the rate rates begin to fall then so will the you know so will the rate of interest on that fd and there is a degree of complexity floating rate fds are often more complex products than their fixed rate counterparts and they require a better understanding of market trends and interest rate movements so you know unless you are really clued on to what's happening in the market how it will affect you it, it you know it can be a disadvantages you know if you, if you hadn't really researched it properly and you went into a into floating rate fd and right. you know for investors who rely on fd interest as a steady income source like we were mentioning earlier like retirees the fluctuating nature can make financial planning even more challenging so it's a mixed bag but you know there's no harm exploring it frankly i would i would do so only if i was on top of my game in terms of you know market analysis and figuring out which way the market is moving otherwise right. it's probably better to go for fixed rate right 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 and raj since you look at market as a whole apart from debt you know you also are, have a sense of equity markets and other segments as well how do you think a young person starting their investment journey how much allocation they should have to fds if they are just starting their earning income as well as their investment journey you see it all depends this is a very personal item you know there's one size fits all is not an answer that you can give to you know to a question like that but having put that disclaimer so to speak on one side i might add that for a young guy 
maybe in his mid 20s was just starting out his planning and you know and his start and got his first job and is investing some amount i would say it would be a good idea for him to keep at least 50% you know in in fixed income fd type investments and keep another you know 30 odd percent portfolio attached to something which is related to the market maybe floating rates you know the debt markets and 20% he could keep in equities but okay. all of this depends on the size of the corpus right if the guy starting out has only 1 lakh you know or maybe 2 lakhs to to you know to get going how is all the how, these percentages are not going to hold up yeah so right. it's better then he should stick with if the amount is small then it's better to stick in a fixed deposit and say ki okay you know i'll wait for the 2 3 years before i start applying you know planning my portfolio and spreading it out between different asset classes and different rates of interest and different assets you know right so sure. that that's how i would look at it sure sure thanks a lot raj thanks so much for joining us today and sharing those valuable insights with our listeners thank you listeners for joining us today if you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations do log into our channel why not mint money on spotify where you'd always find me omnipresent also if you have any new ideas or suggestions you can dm me on twitter my twitter handle is @jashkriplani that is j a s h k r i p l a n i you can always reach out to us over the email our email id is mintmoney@livemint.com Stay updated on this podcast. Follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 